Welcome to Allow Me to Apologize. It's a very special edition this week. Now, we do have a very special guest this week, the great Billy Body. And Ringside mm-hmm. News doesn't give a fuck. And right. now it just puts on stories that I just find hilarious because I know that it's going to trigger people, but it's without lying. Because at the moment we have a section of the of the media who just avoid shit. They just they just put out the certain bits that keep them in the frame where they can get invited to do pointless bullshit little media calls because they want to be there and they want to be at these fake media scrums because wrestling is trying to copy sport and they're trying to copy real journalists because everything in wrestling is fake, including the journalists. You listen to the specifics and then you realize that, oh, okay, so he's 2023 homophobic. He's 2023 transphobic. He's 2023 racist, which isn't that at all. It's like today, this whole thing broke out about Hulk Hogan. I said something on my wall and it was, and it piggybacked off the back of somebody uh, said, I don't want to see Hulk Hogan ever again. Cause he talks about wanting to come back and maybe facing Steve Austin and having a retirement match. And someone posted something as they do, as these idiots do. Oh, this is the only match I want to see. And he set up his, uh, black wrestling toys because this 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 wrestling Twitter account had toys, and it was the New Day stomping in Hulk Hogan. Well, first of all, you could take every penny the New Day have made, and you could take every penny that they've made the um, the WWE, and it would not all add up collectively to what Hulk Hogan has made. In fact, you can throw in Lashley and fucking Zeus if you want to and it still wouldn't make up as, as much um, as what Hogan's made or what Hogan's done and I made a point to say that Hogan was the GOAT doesn't matter what he did doesn't matter what he said doesn't make any difference that everybody's watching because of Hulk Hogan and what he did and Hulk Hogan's comment which a lot of people don't even know what it was was him turning right yes he used the the n-word but you know that's used by a lot of people um, it's become a lot more used over the last two two decades when black people started using it themselves bizarrely in mm. records and whatnot it become it's difficult to then argue that it's not uh, that other people are not allowed to use it the uh, the not allowed to use words thing is, is just stupid to me but obviously he used it in his own time and um his exact quote was something along the lines of um i don't mind if she dates a a nigger but it should, but I'd rather it be a like a basketball, a basketball playing nigger who's owning, you know, six million dollars a year. I believe it was something along those lines. So the thing from that is, is that this is an old, this is an old white dude. And even if you're, even if you're not an old white dude and you're and you're slightly younger than Hulk Hogan, I think it's not very, it's not, and and I can say this as a brown person, and I don't think that it's too far fetched. And ridiculous to assume that when Hulk Hogan was picturing his family portrait, um, when he was when he had his children, that he would probably go on to imagine that they would just be a whole bunch of like white people continuing onwards. Would that would be what his what his probably his picture looked like? And it's the same for the British Queen and uh, or the King now that he probably didn't see Meghan Markle in that picture, even though she's not as black as she makes out. She tries to play on it. Now, when, um, you know, when things are getting heated in the media, so she's like, we'll wash. She's like, we Washington. She wants to be more black when it suits her. 
I think this guy's personal life is far more entertaining than anything they can script for him on WWE TV. Is that fair? Oh, I'm, no, I, I, I know the guy, so I 100% agree with that. But I also said to, to, to Matt before that you might want to keep certain things off off the off the social media like yeah. i mean in particular the helicopter when <clears throat> well when you're when you're off for um a drug a drug a, a, a drug issue which he yeah. was off for yeah. um i would probably not be um in rehab or just out of rehab and then posting different porn stars and being out and around with them um publicly yeah. because the assumption would be like oh well you're out of rehab and you're hanging out of a porn star. The immediate, and we talked at the top of the show about stereo, about quick stereotypes. Um, the stereotype to me would be, I mean, based on my experiences being around that industry and being a club promoter, would be that you're taking drugs. I've right. not been, and I've been with like, a, you know, more than a handful of, of porn stars over the years based on the fact that I was involved in the industry, uh, having my own porn series and, and being a club promoter and always having porn girls on my table. So, Wait a minute, Billy, did you, you had a porn series? Yeah, after I did Big Brother. She's a pretty girl, for sure, but ideally, like, there's, it's not, it's, I, I don't like somebody who's, who's, who's built that way, and I would prefer her to have a, a boob job and look more cosmetically mm. like um, the, some of the other WWE women. That, that's just one complaint. Uh, I don't like the ponytail thing. You know, having a ponytail that you can wipe your ass with is not a character. I think the Muslims had it right, though. Like, let's cover up her face, but maybe we do cut out an area so we can see her, her tits. Is that... <laughs> I mean, would that be more visually appealing watching an Italia versus Rhea Ripley? Would fans be more interested uh, with that attire versus just, you know, two women doing fake fight moves, pretending they're, you know, excellent amateur wrestlers? Yeah, I mean, this, this, is, this is the thing. Like, when, when, when Michael Jackson died in 2009... I think he passed on his um, his surgery points card to to nap uh, in the couch. And <laughs> oh and, god, like, what is that face? I mean, she, does she even look human anymore? No, and I think it's it's obviously I feel sorry for her in some ways because she's obviously in a in a cosmetic industry. As much as people don't want to tell you, tell me tell me it's not a cosmetic industry, and then look at and then and then look at Natalia because you can't have it both ways. You yeah. can't turn around and say, oh, it's all about the wrestling now. And for sure, like, you know, you have your Baileys there where where dorks will pretend that she's attractive and try to tell me that, oh, they want that they fancy her. But then at the same time, always turn around and say, oh, look at her ass. Look at her ass. Why? Because you have to ignore her face because, you know, it's it's, it's a paper bag job. Right. So every bar, every business needs to be made aware of that through the through the traders association so my dad's bar is essentially the third tier of information number one is police and security number two is the traders association who then pass the information on to the bars so we will be receiving regular updates so we know the fa cup final is category one and we know that aw is category three so the expectation set out by tony khan himself was 40 to 60,000 people no hostile fans, um, so let so minimal security measures. That's where AEW is graded at. We've received zero information about these 60,000 ticket sales because, had it been a fact, 
Wembley Stadium would have reached out to the, to the police and the security and they would have increased the configuration, which would have gone down to the Traders Association when the Traders Association would have reached out to the bars and said, hey, this event's selling like fucking hotcakes. Nobody saw it coming. They only asked for 60,000 seats maximum. And now they've gone past that after day one and you need to employ more staff. I don't want to fight you, Billy. I want nothing to fucking do with you. I just don't want you to fucking <laughs> talk about me anymore. I don't want you to say my fucking name. I don't want to be associated with you. I don't want nothing to do with you. I don't want to fight you. I don't want to know you, what he kept saying. So he's the one who flat out refused to go outside. He's the one who didn't want to do anything. So, and there were the exact words he said in that exact fucking voice. So I can tell you for a fact, that's what was happening. He was saying, I don't want to go outside. I don't want to fight you. I don't want nothing to do with you. I don't talk about you. I just want you to stop talking about me, blah, blah, blah. This, this, this is the kind mm -hmm. of shit he was coming out of. This, this, this woke yeah. pussy bullshit, right, yeah. is, is what he was saying. So I swear to you on my son's life, that was what was coming out of his mouth. He didn't mm -hmm. want none of it. And it was me who was shouting. And it was me who was removed by security. You don't remove the, the person who is apparently scared which is what they yeah. which is what these 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 yeah. idiots are turning around and saying oh you got scared and you you pooped yourself really why was i removed then how does that make any fucking sense right. ryan satin saw me and went and hid behind a van ryan satin <laughs> saw me and stood behind a car and i thought you fucking motherfucker like you're gonna see this twice and you're gonna spin this as i saw you again and didn't do anything so i thought you know what Cancel the fucking Uber. It's going to happen today. He was clearly, I think, surprised by you confronting him. And he clearly wanted no part of it. It was super obvious the guy was nervous. He was started smoking. He, you know, I'm, I'm at work. I can't do it. I'm working. I'm not going to fight you. Oh, How yeah, let's run, let's run through the excuses. <laughs> let's run through the excuses. I'm at work. I'm at work, and then the response was, "Well, when are you not at work? I'm here till I'm here till Tuesday. I'm working the whole time." And he's like, "And and and then it was like, and then it turned into, I'm not, I'm not uh, going to fight you. I'm an adult. That was that, and that was the point where I was like, "Wow, this is just, this is this is so this is so dumb." So now we've we've reached an absurd. And then and then there was the one where, what about the one where it was like, "Oh, you're really going to do this in front of your kid?" Where I've been ridiculed for six months about using my kid as an excuse. People like Ben should align with us, but he doesn't seem to have an interest in that. So that's, that's the difficult part for me because listening to content, listening to his content, despite the fact that more people would navigate towards me and you, probably because we go more full on and mm. we will make a full commitment to it. The only criticism I have of him is that I don't think he has the full commitment to it right. because he's trying to play all sides. He's leaving that door a little bit open, whereas I'm not. I don't yeah. give a fuck about a WWE, and I don't give a fuck about AEW, and I don't give a fuck about Tony Khan, and I'm not trying to be a booker anywhere else, where he's trying to keep all the doors open so he doesn't have full commitment to the content. So that means that he's never going to have the, um, the, the, the following or the popularity that, that we have, or the unpopularity, by the way. He's mm -hmm. more Brad Shepard and, and Billy Barty than he is Sean Ross Sapp, 100%. Yeah. So it's very strange to me that he has targeted us in that way when we are doing content most similar to his, when we believe a lot of the same things that we do. 75% of what he says I agree with, 
I believe that he would listen to this podcast. I believe that he would enjoy this podcast. I believe that he would agree with us. I believe that he would want to be friends with us. I believe that he wishes that he was on this fucking show and would actually be able to have a network with just me, you, him, and a couple of other like-minded people. That would be his dream if he was actually successful. And then I think that the final thing for me was he came out and he said, and I don't remember exactly what the story was, that the reason Brett Becker was getting a push is because he was holding cold with Tony Khan or something. And I'm like, bro, where the f did you get this information? Because a wrestler called me, listen to this, a and, I, and I told you who it was, Disco. This wrestler told me, he goes, if we see him there, we're going to kick him out. I go, bro, you have mega heat. And I go, and this about Tony Khan and all that, where did you get this information from? And he told me some guy, which I told you who it was, Disco. Do you remember? Yeah, some dirt, 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 dirt sheet guy. It's not the very credible right. one. Another dirt sheet guy with no credibility. You have the other clip where he denies knowing who you are. He, he does the whole Oh, thing. yeah. Yeah, yeah. In that clip, he's clearly said that he's pissed off that I've stated this information mm -hmm. um, that I got from Brad, that Brad reported, and I was tweeting about it. Not, not reporting it, but tweeting about it because it was already been reported anyway. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, why are you tweeting about this? Who, why are you tweeting about that? Where have you got this from? And I said, Brad Shepard. And he knew exactly who Brad Shepard was. Yeah. So, and then told Disco to, that Billy got it from Brad Shepard. So then I listened to the next clip where somehow now Conan, the, the act, the, the Conan <laughs> act that he puts on for keeping it 100. It, now the cool Conan guy, the, the, the act who, oh, I don't know who any of the dirt sheet guys are. They're all scum to me. Or I don't follow any of the dirt sheets. I don't really... Shit. all mm. that you know that cool kind of fake shit um which which he which which isn't who he really is um that comes to the forefront where suddenly he doesn't know who brad is so you yeah can hear, you can hear so what fake he is it, it's it's tremendous as he would say uh this is from the may 25th mailbag uh bonus mailbag uh k100 with conan and disco next from garth f killing machine is somebody's poor start Reports have come out that the first storyline CM Punk will have once he makes his return to AEW CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. Listen, I'm an old school ROH fan for nostalgia and I'd love to see it, but let's be realistic here. ROH was never ever a big deal in the grand scheme of things. It was cool and it was an alternative, but ROH was the definition of a small scale cult following. You guys have said a million times that CM Punk versus Kenny Omega is the feud that should have been started on day one of CM Punk's AEW debut in 2021, and with all this Talk of AW giving CM Punk his own Saturday show. It seems like Ken, CM Punk versus Kenny Omega isn't in the works at all. So K100, what do you guys think about CM Punk versus Samoa Joe being in the works for 2023? And Billy went from doing a wrestling show with legends like Conan and Disco to now doing one with Brad Shepard. LOL, love to see it. Um, Who's Brad oh, Shepard again? 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 Conan's account of my report is inaccurate. I was discussing a rumor which multiple reliable sources spoke to me privately about. It had nothing to do with a push or being pushed or Tony Khan or anything else. You got Conan on one hand saying, who's Brad Shepard? You know, and then on the other hand, you've got, oh yeah, they're talking about me without mentioning my name, but to each other, they're like, yeah, that person we talked about. Yeah, it's Brad Shepard, motherfucker. Yeah, what's up, Chuck? Or maybe should it, it should be shut the fuck up, Chuck, because 
you're lying and you got caught. Yeah, he got, well, he got more than caught because um, essentially I had an entire conversation before that apology went out about why I was banned from AEW. And he, he was saying to me, he goes, yeah, we got a problem with AEW. I said, what is it? What's the problem? He goes, yeah, he goes, you've, um, a lot of the guys know that you were, you put this report out. Uh, he goes, apparently you put this report. Out. I said, it wasn't my report. He goes, who's was it? He goes, uh, Brad, I said, Brad Shepard. As which he said to me, he goes, oh, he goes, you, he goes, Brad Shepard. He goes, you really think you should be, um, putting a report, a report out by Brad Shepard is credible. Like you really think you should be like tying yourself to that. He was going, Brad Shepard, Brad, he knew exactly who it was. He was telling me how I shouldn't be like, just, um, quoting your report as fact, but he knew hundred percent by name. So we had an entire oh, yeah, conversation yeah. about you. If you've enjoyed these clips, you'll enjoy the entire episode. A three plus hour extravaganza with the great Billy body. On the latest, allow me to apologize wherever you listen to podcasts. I say just give them hell. I say just give them hell. I say just give them hell. Running with the wolves, gonna show my teeth. Cause it feels like the world's coming after me. The only thing that will set you free is the body.